There is no escape, my young apprentice. The Alliance will die, as will your friend. and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. People are always saying about the talk and I talk and I talk and I talk, but guess fucking what? I back it up! I back it up! That means it's time to roll, baby. You've got nothing going on between your ears, buddy. Hey, John, do you think I'm just gonna sit there and let you kill me, John? I mean, really. I think I could beat every girl in my division with one hand. That guy is such a dick. I mean, you show your true colors after a fight. That fucking guy comes up to me. You know who you are, huh? I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Hope to God you come ready. Hi, Michael Morgan, and welcome to this week's edition of The Wokecast. Episode 155 is a UFC London special. No G this week, she'll be back in the next few days. But for now, we've got Kairos' corner. We've got Jasanga Malata, who talks to both Tyron Woodley and Leon Edwards. Also, I speak to Mark Diakese, Stevie Ray, and Jai Herbert. Now, first up, here's Kairos' corner. Do you all want to know why people hate me? <laughs> people hate me because no matter what, I'm going to be objective. I'm not letting no shit go just because I like the way you fight. And a lot of people need to be able to separate that. But unfortunately, in our community, we refuse to do that. And the people who do are labeled as cancel culture. Well, guess what? Here comes cancel culture right now. All right. Yoana posted this picture of herself with a gas mask on facing off against Weili Zhang. Granted, she did not make it. She simply reposted something that someone else made. And that is the worst timing ever that you could possibly have for a joke. Period. Point blank. And I'm sure if she made a joke about Kobe, y'all be mad too. Well, people are dying from coronavirus. But anyway, I digress. Let me tell you something right now. I'm a huge Joanna fan. Stan, I've been her fan since she fought Juliana Lima. And when I saw her in that stare down, I was just like, that woman's dangerous. I started looking back at her old Muay Thai fights and I was just like, she's going to run through everybody in the division. And I was right. Anyway, I say that to say this. I did not allow that to put blinders over me. And the second I saw that post that she put on her Instagram story, I was like, oh no, now they're going to dig back into her past and pull up all the other photos because I knew she had other photos. Mind you, I was following this woman on Instagram back when she had like 1,000 followers and only like 20 something posts. If you scroll back far enough, you can see me on there saying, get her girl. You could do this. You got swag. Hyping her up. But that slowly dwindled away with time because I kept seeing the more pressing issues with her posting stuff that's insensitive i'll give you an example a woman named alex scafidi i believe her last name is i'm sorry if i butcher that name she posted a picture that i was very familiar with yoana in a chinese food restaurant making this gesture with her eyes to suggest that she was asian or whatever and i was like oh no hopefully they don't find the other photo i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say what the other photo is if you guys find it you guys find it but i say this to say that you guys need to understand that when a person is wrong, they are wrong. I'm not saying you have to hate someone. I'm not saying you have to stop being a fan, but I'm just saying, shut the fuck up when everybody else is criticizing these people because they have a right to. And just because people are criticizing them doesn't mean you have to ride harder. It's okay to say nothing. Silence can also be a form of support. 
Silence can be solidarity. We don't have to get on this. Well, I'm against you because you're against my girl and it's an allegiance. It's not World War One. We don't have to turn this shit into a world war every time somebody has a disagreement or doesn't like people the way they present themselves or they say some stupid shit and you have to find a way to defend them. They're wrong. You defending them makes you wrong. You can just say nothing. You can just say, I'm still a fan. She made a mistake. Let's move on. But you know, I'm going to say what I got to say anyway. Like I said, I'm objective. You guys can hate me for that. I think Joanna was wrong for that. I think she is. And she's had a pattern behavior of being wrong on certain things. I'm not going to make some slash judgment about her character, who she is. But I'm just saying she's made some bad calls. And there's a good reason for why people are upset or were upset with her. You guys have a great day. Oh, and one more thing. We reached the quota for the Kairos MMA t-shirts. Yes, sir. We made it in 12 hours. I'm happy. I'm, I'm ecstatic. The shirts are going out. Thank you all to those who purchased them. To those who didn't, you're out of luck. They are gone. And I'm not bringing them back for at least, you know, I'd say a few months. I'd say at least half a year. So that's on y'all. You guys have a great week. Enjoy the week without the UFC because when it does come back, I'm going to be back. I'm Kairos. Have a great day. Now UFC London fast approaching, it's only right that we speak to the headliners. Tyron Woodley and Leon Edwards. And on interviewing duties is Jisanga Malata. Hi, Tyron. How are you doing? Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me. I, I, uh, I know it's very early in the States, so uh, thank you very much. Um, it's been a while since we've uh, seen or, or heard from you, uh, really. How have things been for you over the last few months? I've been good, man. It's just working hard, training, getting better, um, uh, getting some other business stuff taken care of, and uh, now we got a fight book, so uh, prepare for the fight. And uh, obviously, you're in the opening phases of your your training camp uh, for the fight against Leon Edwards. How has the fight been? Uh, how's the training camp? I mean, been so far? Uh, training camp's been great. I came out to AKA Thailand. I decided for the first time in my career to do a pre camp, uh, get my body acclimated before I go into training camp. Just to you know go in there with um, better condition because then I can do more. I can push hard. I can do more rounds. Prevent um, injuries and um, also try to bring my weight down a little bit earlier just because um, it's a little bit hotter here. Mm-hmm. So it's been great so far. Okay, so you're, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the AKA Thailand, is that still run by uh, Mike Swick? Yeah, Mike Swick's a beast. He's a phenomenal individual, a great human. Uh, made it very, very um, convenient for me to train here. Um, kind of carved everything around training schedule and you know he's been at the highest level before he's been a number one contender and um, he's been in the paint so hearing him give you instruction and giving you regimens you know I always respect his, his ability to push and his cardio and his tenacity so um, you know we've become good friends and you know I'm excited to be here okay and uh, obviously, it seemed that this fight with Leon had, had been in the works for such a long time, but it took a long time for it to, to get announced. Can you shed some light on the, on the whole saga? Because for a while, Leon was saying that you weren't signing the contract and, and all other types of yeah, things. I mean, Leon, Leon's going to say a lot of stuff, and he's supposed to say stuff, because Leon is a B-side. He's the as him as a coin, and at the end of the day, uh, I'm the one that's a five-time world champion, and I don't mm-hmm. have to jump every time a challenger wants to fight me, you know, um, there's a whole list of people that want to fight me, and it's always been that way. I used to be the guy that wanted to go to the top and, and fight the guys and try to get myself to the title. So they, the UFC could have announced this fight a long time ago. They, they chose to announce the fight a little bit later. 
um, <clears throat> I could get into the fight before I signed a contract. Mm-hmm. I had some, um, just some technical things that I needed to have sorted out with the contract. But as far as committed to the fight, I've committed to the fight a long time ago. If anybody listens to my live feed and listen to me talking and on Instagram, I was already saying I was fighting in March, I was fighting in Everest. Maybe two months before even now to fight. So uh, that's a little bit of spoken news. Okay, and uh, what do you make of Leon's uh, rather public approach and like accusations saying you weren't taking the fight? Because that's not really in his nature to to come out and 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 to trash talk anybody. Yeah, that's right. it's stupid because it's not in his nature. And when you think about someone that has a certain character and that has a certain image and they're so humble, and you know, months before he was sitting right next to me at the desk of um, ESPN after I covered his fight against RDA, and mm-hmm. he never once spoke about fighting at that moment. If it was me and I was standing next to the former world champion recently off a loss, obviously free, not matched up to fight, I'm going to say, hey, I want to actually fight you next. But when he was next to me, he was overly complimentary. He was like, oh, you know, he's a great fighter. He called everybody else except me. And I think he got into a position where he recognized I'm his only vehicle to potentially get to the title shot. Mm-hmm. And there's so much so much entertainment involved in our sport, and so many people are looking at others and thinking, that, hey, let me do that because then maybe I'll get more money and more fights and more followers. And it's, it's false. Like, I'm the same or something, no matter what. I'm real. I am what I am. Some people like it. Some people love it. Some people hate it. And um, I can look in the mirror on a daily basis. I can be at peace with what I say and what I do because I mean what I say and I do what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he took on this character and then when you have someone that's not responding to you, it makes it easier for you to continue out. Kobe Covington is a perfect example. He did the same thing. He he started his, when he first started his act, his little character, mm-hmm. um, it was just weird because I used to pay Kobe to train. I used to pay him to be a sparring partner and brought him in to St. Louis. And, you know, I was like a mentor to him. So when he started doing that, I said, all right, well, I gave you a one one um, day on Fox where I you know, gave you the time day and I said but I'm not going to give you any more attention man. so if this is what you want to do and you feel the need to do it go ahead do your thing I ain't never going to hate on somebody trying to make, make a living and make money and he was like cool man you know we both commute at the top I'm just trying to make more money and then I just let him go and then when people know you're not going to respond the balls get a little heavier and they start saying more shit so I think that's where Leon's at and I just I'm just I don't have to talk like I've already done it you know none of these guys have been uh, world champions, you know, an interim champion and a world champion, you know what I mean, and he's never been at the level that I've been, so I'm going to let him just keep talking and keep talking, I'm going to just keep training, keep focusing, and then we'll see what's going to happen on the 21st, it's not going to be very good for him, I can tell you that too much. It's finally here, the the fight against Tyron Woodley, the fight that you've been calling for for a long time, how happy are you now you've got it? Um, I'm very happy, especially to have it um, in my home in my home country you know I'm in London and so we have the headline last year was a car main event now mm-hmm. I'm the main event you know what I mean so um, I am very happy and I am looking forward to going out there and performing for the home for my home fans and to to be in the man like Tom Woodley so it's all good and uh, another thing that I said to you as well was that the fact that you got this fight but you stayed true to yourself this entire time you didn't go crazy with yeah. the Tash talk and the social media jibes you just stayed exactly, true to yourself yeah. Like, um, surely follow, other fighters can follow suit and realize that you don't have to do a madness or whatever to, to get the attention. Yeah, for sure. It's like everything that I said, because right at WWE, like, if you don't do like 
like during the circus you don't get the the fights that you deserve you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i'm very happy to um i've kept my my state where i am and and to achieve what, what, what i'm achieving um after being turned woolly i was fighting for the world title um in the in the summer so it's all good um i'm looking forward to the fight in the next well, eight weeks i think it is away so mm. it's a great time and it'll be a good night and it, it seemed that for ages obviously that that we knew this was going to be the fight but there was a delay like in it being announced can you shed, yeah. like can you shed some light on that was that from like tyrant side or was it from the ufc side or what was going on in that in that respect um i think it was more probably more his side i was ready to go like i said i thought i deserved a title shot um even before this fight so i was pushing for a title shot so once i saw that that was out of the question because he was fighting Kobe, so okay, what's next? What's the next best thing? Mm-hmm. Which is um, which was Woodley, the former world champion. I'm considering him one of the best of all time, um, alongside GSP and the and the rest. You know what I mean? So um, I've been campaigning campaigning for the fight for a while now, and now here we are. Finally got it. First, he's saying that he don't want to fight in the UK. Now he's been forced to take the fight in the UK, and now here we are. We'll go in, in seven, eight weeks, and. I'm looking forward to going out there and performing. And what did you make of his reluctance to, to fight you in the UK? Um, it's just a weird thing, right? He's like making every excuse in the book why he didn't want to fight me. He said, you want to fight me in the UK? He said, okay, cool. I'll, fight you in, I'll come to the States and fight you. And there's, there's another excuse. So, I mean, he just, just doesn't want to fight me. I think, like, he knows, like, after me, like, where, where does it go? Like, after I beat him, um, where, where does it go next? You know what I mean? So, he's trying to hold out for as long as possible. Was hoping that the USA gave gave him a title shot, and I could give a, go for the title again, but that wasn't the case. So now, like I said, here we are. And now that obviously the matchup is is finally official, um, one, how's the training camp been? And two, what are your thoughts on this fight stylistically? Training camp's been good. Um, I started my training camp last week, mm-hmm. so I've got a nine week camp, and um, so far it's, it's been good. So I'm looking forward to the next. Next eight weeks of, um, of working and grueling and is it's gonna be fantastic. Um, as far as the fight goes, there's that many ways I can approach it, right? There's is lost is lost already in many ways. He's been knocked out before. He's been um, outgrappled before. He's been outstruck before. He's been out, outpaced before. So there's many ways that I can approach a fight, and there's many ways I can I can get a victory. So I'll see what's the best way with my team and. That's, that's the way we approach it come March. For me, one of the exciting matchups at UFC London uh, when it was first announced was Stevie Ray versus Mark Casey. For me, it was a way to put to bed the ongoing beef between the two. Now that Ray has been forced to withdraw because of his injury, I caught up with each of them. Welcome, Mark. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. Thank you. It's always a pleasure, always a pleasure. So I have to say, I- I'd like to retitle your moniker. Instead of the bone crusher, I'd like to call you Nostradamus. I'd like to call you Yuri Geller. I'd like to call you the soothsayer because you predicted, and very, very accurately, in one of the last tweets of 2019, you predicted, or your tweet was, don't get injured this time. And that was actually aimed at Stevie Ray. Now, tell me something. Did you have an inkling? Was there something that made you feel that, you know, Stevie Ray was going to pull out? Oh, 
obviously pulled out first time, and because uh, we meant to fight, and I didn't really get a reason why he pulled out last time we were supposed to fight. So I ended up fighting uh, Joe But this time, because he usually talks a lot online, on the net, but it didn't uh, when we got matched up the second time. So I had a feeling like he didn't want it. And uh, obviously, I got to stalk him a little bit on the social media. And I seen he just had a baby. So I, I had a feeling like he was going to pull out. He didn't post anything about the fight like he wasn't interested. So I just, I just had, I had that feeling that he would pull out. Now, just clear up something for me. I had it in my head. My intelligence um, have led me to believe that it was Stevie Ray who actually started the feud by saying that he was uh, better than you in terms of the rankings. You were rankings for the lightweight division. Was it Stevie or was it you who actually started the discussion, the debate? No, he, he actually started it. Yeah, he, he just thought you were better. I think that, that, that was what started it all off. And, uh, and that's about it. Yeah. So in terms of that discussion, in terms of that debate, obviously one day we were actually going to see that match up if um, you both continue on your winning ways. But yeah. what what is it? When you actually um, were engaging with him, I take it it was online, you were having the back and forth discussion. What was the, the, the bone of contention there? Because I have to say, you know, I've got to give Stevie his due. He's just like yourself, uh, a come forward fighter, just like yourself, very aggressive. And just like yourself, obviously a, a veteran in terms of experience. What was it that was the main bone of contention? Uh, I'm going to change that for you. He is not aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> he's not aggressive. And uh, <laughs> if, if it was anything, it was me chasing him. He's not aggressive. And also, like, he, he, he actually messaged me for this fight. He, he messaged me apologizing. He had his cues about his knee or something. And I hope if he's right, if he's, that's what, that's the one, I hope he heals up and we can do it. But I, I don't know. You know, I can't really tell. If he's telling the truth, then fair enough. But I'm not really interested in the fight. You know, like, second time, he, he's saying that's pulling out. It's not my side, really. It's just always him. So, and what, what you know what I mean? I can't really take a uh, third time and trying to fight him again. If it happens, it happens. But he, he told me that he was thinking about retiring because of his knee or something. So we'll see. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a major revelation. Breaking news, dear Casey, I'm going to call you now. How many, how many nicknames are you going to actually be rocking on the show? So would you say, though, would you say, I mean, hand on heart, is it something that you would happily entertain at, obviously, further down the line, just to put this notion to rest that he has, that he's better than you? I don't know. We'll see. I honestly left it. Like, I even blocked him on my social medias because it was just been annoying. But was we wasn't fighting. I would say that I said to him, I'll talk back if you're actually going to fight. But we didn't fight, so I just blocked him everywhere. This second time we got matched, I didn't want to talk anything to him. I just wanted to just fight. But he still pulled out. So, but I just hope for the best. I hope obviously it was injury and it can heal up. Because if not, it's a bit sad. Obviously, he's trying to earn money as well. But you know, I wish him all the best. But for, uh, obviously, regarding the fight, I'm not really that interested into it. I have to have the right reason, or you have to have, you have to beat somebody good or something for me to like fight him again. So, I, have to, I have to take something away from him. I feel. Sorry, I, I missed what you said there. I said I, I have to take something away from him. I feel for me to, I have to have a reason, a good reason to fight him. Oh, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. So, I mean, moving forward now, I mean, just before we get on to what I have to say for UK fans is a very scintillating matchup. Um, I take it you've changed up in terms of your training regime, in terms of where you're actually training out of now. Where, where are you right now? 
Right now, I'm in Holland at Nick Hammer's gym. So the move to Hammers, I suppose that's working in conjunction with, with what, ASW still? Uh, it's working with uh, AVT and Leeds, uh, Danny Mitchell. Yeah. R- right, just just clear up a, a point. I, I'm guessing I, I'm confusing myself. AVT yeah. and ASW are, are, are nothing to do with each other, right? No, no. ASW is my old gym. Uh, it's called African Submission Wrestling. Ah, okay. Yeah. Now, again, clear up a, a point of confusion. Is Kane Musa at ASW now? I'm not really sure. I think he's a top, top team, I've seen. I'm not as train a top team. Right, because I've yeah. been seeing pictures recently and I, I could have sworn I saw that in the background as one of the banners. Yeah. Is that is Manchester top team? Ah, right. That yeah. now makes a lot of sense. Now, yeah. Moving on to what will actually be um, taking place at UFC London. Jai Herbert. Jai Herbert and you actually have um, some interesting history in that you actually shared a promotion with him, um, the now defunct Bama, and you were both lightweight champions um, from that promotion. Now, just on that, was he on your radar in terms of when he was on um, Bama, was that someone that you'd actually looked at? You were following their progress? I mean, what's your um, kind of prognosis of Jai Herbert? Is that something or is that someone who you were following? Yeah. I'll be honest, while I was in the UK scene, I used to look around, you know, just watching. But obviously I got sent to UFC and I always feel like I'm, I, I've not really been interested in like, looking around who's around, you know. I focus mainly on the guys that are in UFC. But obviously we're fighting my teammate Jack Grant uh, is here with me training uh, for him and I, I had to watch him a little bit and that's I think that's the only time I really recognised who he was Jai I, I remember you know Reese Reese McKee yeah when he fought him as well I think I was there at the show and uh, and that's, that's the only t- two times I've seen him but now obviously I've got I've got matched up with him so I've really like uh, got an interest into him so I've looked at all his videos and uh, we sat down with the coaches and then watched him pretty well you know what really intrigues me about this narrative? You were at one point um, quite a surging star on the European circuit in terms of you were looked at as a prospect. You are now, uh, you know, d- d- not, not meaning to shove any disrespect to your way, but you are a veteran now of the game in terms of your time in the UFC. What's it yeah. like now to be welcoming in um, who is widely regarded as a, as a prospect on the European scene? How does that feel in terms of switched roles? Uh, I'm really fired up. I'm giving, I'm, I'm giving like 100% full respect because I know this is an opportunity he's never had it before. And uh, I know how it feels like he's going to come <clears throat> the best he's ever been. He's going to come trying to obviously fight. And then at the same time, I have to show him this is the UFC, you know. you got to earn it. Because I feel like I, I pay my dues through just, you know, learning my lessons. Unless, you, unless you're there doing it, you won't know. So I feel like, you know, it's coming it's come, it's come at the right time. But I'm on a two-winning streak. I'm very confident I'd be, some, I'd be two top names. So I'm looking forward to uh, carrying my winning streak. And uh, it's going to be a great fight, you know, because I'm looking forward to it. I really came, like, a full respect. I'm respecting him, you know. I'm not taking him for granted, thinking it's an easy fight because he's coming in. No, I'm really excited to showcase, like... Because I feel like I should be fighting for, like, top 20, top 15. Because I didn't get that. And I feel like Steve is ruining that for me because he's pulled out. So me fighting Jai, I need to put on great performance to prove a point that I belong in top 20, top 15 and start climbing up. I do feel that. So 
I'm really excited for this because I want to put on a great show. Also, quite intriguing, um, something that you alluded to earlier, that you're actually training, you, your sparring partner is Jack Grant, who um, was one of Jai Herbert's previous opponents. What do you feel that, you know, Jack is able to bring to the table in terms of him, you know, well, dropping a, or having a loss against someone like Jai Herbert? I, it's not. I, I do. I do believe like it was. It was many ways. Even before the fight, I felt like Jack should have won that fight. Even now, I still believe he should have won it. Just because I feel, I think it didn't take as serious. Maybe I don't know, but I just feel like Jack could have could have won that fight in so many ways. And uh, it, it will get into. It will take him down easy. I mean, Jack. I know. Obviously, he grapples a lot. He's got a very very good ground game. I know how good his ground game is. And uh, I, I, I didn't see anything from Jai ground game wise. So I just feel like it was more of a <clears throat> wrong on Jack's side, like I didn't prepare properly or did something wrong. I'm not sure, but I just feel like Jack could have beaten if he prepared and he was ready for it. If he really wanted, he could have got it. So it just, you know, it's a learning. I think it will learn from it. And uh, I obviously, I took something from it as well. So now it's my turn to not mess, mess it up and go and get a job done. You know, again, just picking up on something which you said earlier about, you know, setting levels, not putting words in your mouth, but that was the sentiment in, in uh, I feel, in the direction of conversation. In terms of setting levels, I, I think I've said this to you before, there seems to be an, uh, a maturation or a maturing in terms of your performance. We're no longer seeing the flamboyant, the loud, the flashy, and um, basically the, 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 the brash Mark Diakese. We are now seeing a quite self-centred, confident, and uh, mature performance. Are we going to see a return to, you know, what we, what I personally have come to, to to love, not meaning to gas you up, Mark, but I've got to call it as I see it. I loved the outspokenness. I loved the flashiness. And I loved the fact that you were going out there um, to entertain fans. Are we going to see a return to the old bone crusher, who I used to call him, or are we seeing Mr. Diakese, the measured and uh, mature performer? You're going to see the measured Miss Margie Casey. The main reason before that, because I felt even like outside the UFC, I had so much fun because obviously I'm winning my fights, I'm getting knockouts, and I talked the way I talked because that's the way I was being. But then when you get to UFC, everybody starts to watch. You get so many eyes and you're getting judged by people. And uh, through my losses, it taught me a lot how to behave around people or how to act towards people, even when my wins. And I feel like, like you said, I was being known as one of the top up-and-coming superstar, this, this, and that. But now, I, I literally thank God that that happened to me because I don't have no guidance. Like, say, let's say, parent-wise, I left them when I was 16, so I always feel like I guide myself. And from my mistakes, that's how I learned. And I've learned a lot by myself about training. So for this fight, I just want to prove a point that, you know, I understand the game now. You know, I'm doing it for me. It's not, I'm not doing it for the fans. You know, obviously... I fight for the crowd, entertain them, but I'm doing it for me. Because when I was losing, the people, the same people that supported me, they started to talk bad about me. So I'm really doing it for me and my family. And obviously, where I come from, it's hard to make it where I've made it now. So it's really like, it's me, it means a lot more now than it did before. Because before, I would just mark, bone crush a fight, and, you know, hype, this, this, and that. I'm not all about, you know, it's, it's a lot more to it than that. I've realized that. So it's about, you know, Really, really working hard and then making my mark. And just finally, 
I know you obviously in your mind's eye have mapped out how this is going to go down. You've given us a real insight and a real um, massive uh, clue as to what direction this is going in. But in terms of a finish, how is it actually playing out in your mind's eye? What has Jai Herbert got to look forward to by way of, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm taking it that you're going for a finish. I'm presuming you're going for a finish. What is it that Jai Herbert has got to look forward to? I don't feel no disrespect to him. I just feel he's a, he's, he's a great fighter and, and he fights with good, really good boxing. But I just feel like UFC, the kind of boxing he has, he hasn't got that aggression. You know, you're in for a kill. You have to kill. And it doesn't have... There's got like a nice amateur boxing style in and out. But I feel in UFC tried, you're going to gas at some point. You you really have to kill. And uh, that's what I'm looking to do. So it's up to him if you understand. And bang, I'm I'm looking forward to that, you know. Because I just feel his style is great, but he's not at that caliber yet, you know. He's going to come and fight. I'm going to come and fight. But I will show him that it's a different level, you know. There's power in there. you got you got to put your power in. you got to... For sure, you got to throw to kill. You got to throw to kill. You can't just, you know, jab and move around. No, it doesn't work. I could jab you, but even my jab has to be powerful. And I don't feel it brings that. So I'll be happy to step in and start throwing. And uh, it's up to him if he can handle it because I know I've got power in my hands. And I'm kind of, like, that's the reason I'm here in Holland because I'm, I'm, I'm having, tw- I'm doing 20 rounds sparring. Wow. At, you know, every, yeah. So I know. 20 rounds. 20 rounds, yeah. <laughs> so, <Jesus>. and, <laughs> so, Every week I'm doing 20 rounds sparring, so I know what kind of uh, level is that. And he'll have to throw. And if he can't match my speed, my power is going down. I mean, I, I know I said that will be the last um, question, but one thing again that you mentioned there that intrigued me in terms of levels, you, you, you've, you've alluded to this, you, you said that throughout the interview, this is about levels, but... He's actually, um, as you know, he, he's sparring and... Um, I suppose mixing up with the likes of Tom Breeze. He's mixing up with the likes of Leon Edwards. He's mixing up with the likes of Fabian Edwards. These are killers. I mean, just on that, does that actually um, give you any pause for thought? These are killers. I understand that. But you've got to understand as well, it's fighting. That's that's training. Training, you're comfortable. You can spar with these guys, you know. They're not going to try to kill you. When it comes to fighting in a cage, the guy's ready to kill you. And if you're not mentally prepared there, you're going to get it. You're going to lose everything that you learn at the gym. And I feel he's, okay. he's comfortable at the gym and smaller circuit scene. He's a great fight. I'm not, I'm not trying to slag him off, you know what I mean? He's great, but I just feel once he gets in there with me, he understands the levels. Because I'm not like in a, coming off a, like a free losing streak. I'm just coming in for him to try to beat me, to try to make a name. I'm coming in as a 2-0 uh, as well, be some of the top, two top names. I'm ready to like, get in there and fire and show what I'm capable of. So it just has to be ready. I take that to consideration. Obviously, he trains with one of the best guys in the UK. But I just think that's training. You don't, you can't compare training to fighting because I've knocked out some of the best guys in the UFC, but I don't, I never talk about it because I know that's training, you know. Training, a lot of things happens. Wow. Mark, I have to say, I cannot wait, first of all, to meet you face-to-face and do the video interviews, come fight week, but I can't wait to see what we're actually uh, got in store come fight night. Thank you. It's going to be exciting. It's a pleasure to welcome to the Worldcast Scotland's own, Scotland's finest, Stevie Ray. Hey, what's up, man? Well, 
how are things at your end? I'm, I'm more concerned about you. I'm fine, but, you know, I take it that the injury, I mean, um, it's been disclosed um, that you are injured. That's the reason why you were actually out of the bout. Um, how long will that actually keep you out, as it were? Uh, to be honest, I do not have a clue. Um, I've got a really complicated kind of situation with my knee. It's not just the... It's not just as simple as like I have a meniscus tear or a ligament tear where I can go and get surgery and get it fixed. The, the problem I've got at the moment with my knee is um, I basically can't train. Any time I train, like my, my knee might be good one day. I go and train, I'll go and do a wrestling session or a jiu-jitsu session and then my knee swells up. Like my knee swells up and it's obviously really painful because um, it swells like a balloon and you know the movement I can do it just hurts all the time um, and I struggle to get range of motion which isn't great for obviously if I need to sit on my heels or do jiu-jitsu and wrestling and stuff um, and then anytime I kick as well anytime I kick kick the pads or kick and sparring again it, it swells up so what was pretty much happening with me was, um, yeah, I can go and train and then I would need to take like three days off. Um, and then obviously my coach is saying to me like, you know, we're going to need to get, we're going to need to do something here. Like you can't train and then no train for three days, ice and money. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, so my knee's pretty much fucked. Um, I've been to the, I've been to the hospital and spoke to the surgeon um, that that lasted my he lasted my like my knee surgery just meniscus basically he took all my meniscus out so I've not got any meniscus on my left knee on the lateral side I think I've got some on the medial side um, so yeah uh, I I've went there and he's basically told me that my knees <laughs> my knees fucked. He said, well, the, the words that came from his mouth, your knee is really badly damaged. There is nothing that will fix your knee. Nothing I can do will fix your knee. Um, so obviously, like, after speaking to him, I've left frustrated because I've said, well, what, about, what about this? What about that? You know, what about a cortisone? What? So, um so he's like, I don't think a cortisone will fix your knee, um, but it might help you in the next short time, the next couple of weeks. So this was actually the first appointment was two weeks, uh, maybe, yeah, two weeks before the Michael Johnson fight. And he says, uh, he says, I'll give you a cortisone in your knee, but this is going to be a short-term fix. It'll help you maybe in the next couple of weeks. I says, right, great. I went. That's what I'm. That's what I'm basically looking for today. I'm looking for you to do something to Manny to pretty much help me make it to the fight. Because the Michael Johnson camp was pretty much the same, but not as bad. I would, you know, I would, instead of going doing strength conditioning at the gym, which I was supposed to do, I would be going swimming. Which is still, you know, sometimes you've got to work around little injuries and stuff. But this is just a constant. And then like. Instead of going wrestling, I would go and lift some weights at the gym, like upper body weights, because my, my knee was swollen. 
So we managed to obviously make it through the Michael Johnson fight. Um, and on the night, it's not so much on the night. Like, if I can make it through the fight, I don't care how sore my knee is. You know, I'll hit them with my knee. Uh, adrenaline takes over, but it's actually trying to make it there. <clears throat> so, yeah. so, yeah, anyway. Um, so he gave me the Corazon and he says, uh, should last, should help you get to your fight. So it did. And then, that 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 being said, after my fight, especially, um, you know, I had a really swollen ankle for throwing some kicks. I think I hyperextended my foot on a couple of kicks with Johnson. The ankle swelled up like someone else and whatever. So, yeah, then back to the knee injury. Um, so I went back again and he's just said, look, there's, there's nothing I could do. There's nothing I could do to... So, anyway, I, I went to... I was like, right, I'm going to go and try and get a, another opinion from another surgeon. So I went to the place in Glasgow. Um, and Sorry, so I got an updated MRI because I've been speaking to Michael at the UFC, that, which is my the UFC doctor that looks after me. Um, and I've said to him, look, my knee, I need something done with it. He says, right, let's get an updated MRI. So the MRI basically said that um, again, it's quite complicated. It's not as easy as, like I said, but it says, um, what did it say? That I've got an effusion, there's fluid tracking along the popliteus tendon. Uh, what else? Pretty much says that my ligaments look fine. Uh, the, I only have a very small part of the meniscus left. The rest of the posterior horn is, is missing. Uh, I have an edema, whatever that means. I have a, a, a low-grade subchondral edema, which I googled and says that it's just kind of swelling or something. I have a... What else does it say I have again? Sorry. Uh, I have... It says I have some bone changes. Um, and there was something else. Like it says I've got bone, something that I've got bone spurs. There is early marginal osteophyte formation. Again, I'm not too clued up on what that is. Um, All of this, I have to say, it does not sound good. Now, it kind of like leads me into a question I was going to ask you. Based on the fact, you know, full disclosure, I spoke to Mark for the show earlier today and basically what he was alluding to and what he said was that it's unlikely that you'll fight again given how bad your knee is. The condition that you are in right now, um, it's hard to see how you will fight. Can you concur or do you disagree with, you know, his assertion that, you know, basically we've, we've seen the last of Stevie Rain in the octagon? Uh, hopefully not. I'm in the process, like I said, I'm in the process of speaking to Michael at the UFC. Um, they've got the best guys. Michael's been great. He's on holiday at the moment. Um, he's on holiday until the 8th of February, I think. But he's passed me on to, like, um, you know, an, another doctor in there or whatever. But we're in the process of trying to get stem cells on money, um, which we're hoping is going to, it's kind of like the last resort because. The surgeons that I've went and seen in Scotland, I went and seen one in Edinburgh at the 
um, at the Spire Murrayfield Hospital, which is, you know, a, a good hospital. And then I went to Nuffield Hospital in Glasgow. And the both both the surgeons have just pretty much said, like, my knee's fucked. Um, and there's nothing that can get done. It's not a case of, you know, there's a, you know, a ligament tear where I can just go and get surgery. Like, I've got bone changes. Yeah. My, my bone, there, there's also swelling in the bone. So for some reason, my bone is swollen, not even the joint. The the bottom of my femur and the top of my tibia are both swollen. Um, I obviously have arthritis um, as well um, because it's bone to bone. And yeah, and then, oh, I don't know, like there's clunking, clicking, like my knee is just, and I've been through, you know, that I've had two surgeries on that knee and I've had two surgeries on the right knee as well. And it's always just been meniscus, which I thought was a good thing because I'm like, at least it's never been my ligaments. But um, yeah, then the surgeons kind of said like, yeah, it's not just the case, a case of you not having uh meniscus now though like your your joint is really badly damaged the the like the joint in itself not the not the stuff that's keeping the joint together just the actual joint so he says like i'm most definitely going to need knee replacement i'm going to definitely need that soon um or, or like you know in time to come but i, I don't even think you can get a knee a knee replacement and still fight. I, I'm pretty sure that's like a, you know, once you're done, like what Michael Bisman's just done, uh, he's retired and he's got a knee replacement. But yeah, stem cells. There's, you know, I don't, I wasn't too clued up on it, but supposedly with the stem cells, like it can, a stem cell can turn into kind of any cell and it can fix things. And I'm just kind of praying that, you know, this is the last chance and hope that it might help my knee it might not fix it but even if it helped because my knee isn't sore my knee's only sore when it swells up uh-huh. if my knee isn't swollen which is very rarely um then it's not sore it's sore when it swells um and like i said that's pretty much every day to me like there's always a little bit of swelling and most days there's a lot of swelling um <clears throat> So yeah, it's just frustrating. Like, and then obviously it was playing on my head. You know, I, I tried to do the fight camp with Mark. Like, and then I know that he's training. You know, he's training hard. And, yeah. You know, he's probably running, strength conditioning, going away in camp, and and I'm sitting on the couch, icing my knee, like literally for two days, and then it gets better, and I'll go and I'll, I'll go and box. So I'll go and hit pads with with James and just do boxing because we kind of realise like if I kick then I'm having to take three days off. So we were just boxing, it would swell up a little bit. Then we're like, right, well, we need to obviously do some wrestling, some jiu-jitsu and whatever, and then boom, same thing would happen. So, yeah, really frustrating. I really didn't know what's going to happen with the kind of future. I'm obviously on the positive side of things. Hopefully, I can go and get these stem cells um, and that, you know, gives me a couple of years or whatever or helps me get more fights but then I've got the other problem so uh, you know Michael at the UFC they've been brilliant uh, they've said right let's get you a flight out to LA um, Dr. Yoon's 
you know, had a look and he, he can give you the stem cells and some other kind of treatment, you know, to, to help the knee and whatever. And then obviously I apply for my visa and does it not get denied? <laughs> um, which, yeah, I, I've had problems in the past getting a US visa because oh. I've got, you know, a criminal past. Um, but, you know, it's stupid because I've had I've had both a visiting visa and a work visa since any of my kind of obviously like convictions, which are from like ten years plus before I even started MMA. But yeah, I, so I went. I had to apply for a B visa. I went across to Belfast, done the consulate appointment, and again they've declined me on that day, um, just saying that. I needed an updated police report because you have to take a police report and everything to prove that. So I just took the one that was from last, the last time I got a visa, 2018. Because, you know, there's no, there's nothing new to add to that. Like, there are, like I said, all my stuff's from 10 years plus. So, um, but they said, well, we, we still need an updated police report to, to prove that there is nothing new. So just and on that, and then, sorry, they said they wouldn't have gave me it on that day anyway. I have to go through this stupid process every time where basically I go on a waiting list. And it's like, it's like the waiver program waiting list. Um, that the last time it was taking like three to four months. Um, but this time, luckily, it's only two months. So, that, yeah, that's pretty much the situation now. I've done my police report. I'm going to... Um, I'm waiting on that coming in the next couple of days. Then I'm going to have to forward that to the Belfast people and then pretty much just wait until I get the visa, which could be two months, which is pretty shit. Um, and then when I get that, then hopefully I can get across to LA and try these kind of stem cells. But if that doesn't work, then yeah, that's pretty much the answer. If, if the stem cells are like that doesn't work, then that'll probably be the last of me, because I can't really... I'd probably try and fight. I'd just go swimming every day. Go swimming every day and then go in and try and win a, an MMA fight, which is pretty stupid, but I would do what I can if, obviously, I knew that there was no other alternative to, you know, getting my knee fixed. And just on the conviction, I know you said it was, you know, over 10 years ago, but, you know, how serious was it? Are we talking firearms? Is it drugs? Is it GBH? What What was the conviction for? Oh, it's stupid. I, um, it's for assaults. Um, again, it was fighting. Um, and, I, and even though I'm saying assaults, you know, I'm obviously being biased because it's me, but it was never an assault. I would never just go and assault somebody. It was always a fight where... You know, I've ended up getting the better, and they've, and then I've ended up getting in trouble and charged with assault, because um, they're all fucking like pussies or whatever. Um, get you get in a fight, you lose, and then you go and go to the police. But anyway, that's pretty much what it was. I was getting into fights all the time. I was going, I was drinking, going out, getting in a fight, and then obviously it was maybe in a nightclub or it was on the streets where there was whatever, and. Um, yeah, and then I would get charged and just stupid stuff like that, like uh, um, assault and, you know, uh, what's the breach of the peace, stupid stuff like that. Um, so it's not even anything serious. Um, 
But yeah, that that's what I've been declined for and why I'm in this way. I, I know I'm going to get the visa. It's not a case that I, I, th- I think I'm not going to get. It's just a stupid process. Because I've had a work visa. I had to get a work visa for when I, I, I went and fought uh, Joe Lozon in Nashville. And I've been to Vegas, like, I've been to Vegas maybe three times. Um, you know, with my, I went with my partner once just for a holiday and I've been across to do the, the UFC um, things that they do when we went across uh, and did that. But uh, it's annoying, but it's just one of these things. And that's what the guy said at the appointment. The guy just said... Uh, Look, every time you apply for a visa, you're probably going to get declined. Then you have to come to a Belfast or a London appointment, get declined again, have to pay all this money to fly across and book the appointment and whatever else, just knowing I'm going to get declined and then go into that waiting list where Homeland Security then... I'll basically get an email from Homeland Security saying, you know, they've accepted my my visa now and I've got to send the passport to them and, and get that and then it lasts for like I think the first time it was two years and then the next time it was like maybe a year and a half so yeah I'm just trying to stay positive it's pretty hard when you know I, I can't train at the moment I know I can't fight oh, expecting obviously a payday in March no getting that now it's flipping annoying but what can you do? I mean, speaking about March, I know, you know, it must be pretty tough to see someone like Jai Herbert um, come and take what effectively was your opponent. How do you actually see that going down? I mean, do you think, considering that Jai is a up-and-coming uh, prospect and doing quite well um, of late, um, how do you see that actually panning out for Mark? Do you see Mark being uh, given any problems or any tests there? Yeah. Uh... Well, the thing... Uh, well, first of all, I've never seen Jai fight. Uh, I didn't really watch a lot of stuff. Um, so I, I don't think I've ever seen that Jai fight. So I, can't, I couldn't even tell you how the fight's going to go. But being based on Mark as an opponent, like Mark's a, obviously a very dangerous kind of guy. Like he's, But I wouldn't say it's to do with his knowledge, really. It's, it's just... Some of it is obviously, like, you know, he's got technique, but a lot of it's to do with him as an athletic person. Like, he's he's really, he's an athlete. He's an athlete, he's in good shape, he's, he's um, uh, explosive, and, yeah, he's dangerous, he hits hard and, and stuff like that. The, the, the thing with Mark is I don't think he's got a great fight IQ. Um, he's done he's done better recently, like, if... He fought really good. His last two fights were well, but that's because, I believe that's because he fought two strikers or two guys that wanted to strike well. Um, and, and and not even just that they're strikers. They, they let him fight his fight. Um, I mean, I might still fight him again anyway, but I'm not bothered if he knows my game plan. I was pretty much going to come towards him, be in his face, pressure him. He doesn't deal too great with pressure. Um, just like you've seen when Najrat beat him. Um, you know, get in his face, hit him, and keep him on the back foot. That was my my plan. Go forward, and obviously, I've got the option to try and take him down as well, because I believe that my jiu jitsu is a lot better than his. Um, 
But you know that was the plan. I, I, you know, I know that there was always a chance that you know he would maybe catch me, and or that I could lose. You know, if I didn't think I would ever be able to lose against them, then I wouldn't even turn up to train, and I would just, I would just die it, and then come in and fight and beat him. I know that you know anybody in the UFC, and I know he's a dangerous guy, but I do believe that you know if if I was at the best of my ability, then I would beat him. Um, that being said, I know that obviously I couldn't be at the best of my ability and he is a dangerous guy, so respectfully I had to kind of pull out. I, I think he was going to come out, kick me a lot. You know, he's in a, I could be wrong, but he, you know, he was in that Hammers gym or whatever um, kind of Dutch or uh, striking gym, so um, I don't think it you know, I, even if I could Maybe never wrestled him and got him down. I'm sure he would have been prepared for the wrestling defense, but I believe I would have been able to catch one of his kicks, put him on his butt, and submit him in the first round. But, so, so would yeah. you would would you say that's really the keys to victory in terms of um, facing Mark? Because one of the things which I was keen to point out when I spoke to Mark earlier, and I, I was I was keen to say that, you know. In terms of stylistic, stylistic matchups, you're very similar in that, you know, you both have a come forward style and, and an aggressive nature. And he had to pull me up. He, he pulled me up very, very sharply. And by saying, Stevie Ray is not aggressive, not aggressive in the slightest. I mean, would, would you would you agree or or or, um, or take issue with that? Uh, I have to laugh at that part because, you know, some fights I've maybe not shown it. People in the gym all know uh, what I'm like. There's a lot, a lot of stuff that I've never really shown in my UFC fights. Um, I fought a lot of my f- fights in the UFC smartly. I've never ever went to the floor in the UFC either. I've never tried to take anyone down and keep them down. Um, I took Pearson down, but um, I wasn't too bothered about even keeping him down. Um, and I also took Michael LeBou down. Uh, I think I took him down twice, and it was the last 10 seconds of the fight. Uh, but I don't think I've ever actually tried to take anyone down. Um, and then the other part of that, yeah, like against Pearson, I hit and moved, I, I fought tactically. But if it was up to me and solely me, and I didn't want to really listen to James or whatever, then I would just come to what I would come forward and I would. I would go toe to toe until someone was knocked down. That's the the real kind of um, kind of personality of me, um, and that's probably how it would have went down with Mark. So if he doesn't think I was going to be aggressive and come towards him, then he would be in for a shot because I would be coming towards him when probably even with my hands down, um, and just looking to you know, beat the show on. And and obviously he'd be looking to do the same with me, but uh, there is, you know, I, I've messaged him and said, look, sorry for pulling out and, you know, respect, blah, blah, blah. But there is always going to be that little bit of beef. And I'll always remember I was going through a bit of a tough time and, you know, I was getting shit online and um, I had personal stuff going on with my kids and stuff and he was getting involved and so... You know, I always take that a bit personally. Um, but anyway, like I said, he's he's a good fighter, um, and if we ever fight, there will be that wee bit of beef in my head where um, I'm going to take it out. So I take it, come the 
21st of March you'll be watching but you won't be pulling for Mark to win? Nah, uh, <laughs> win or lose, I don't care. Like you probably like, um, like I said, it depends on the opponent. Uh, if you look at all all of Mark's fights in the last kind of six fights, maybe the people that have beat him that have that have you know are the people that's fought smart against them. Um, I believe. Joe Duffy, you know, he could have beat him, but just didn't fight, uh, didn't fight smart against him. And he injured, obviously, his front leg pretty early as well. I like, just, you need to fight smart against him. Like, obviously, one of the Mark's best things, he, I, I believe he likes to, he likes to keep the range, um, to be at kicking range, be at kicking range, and, you know, he, and he's dangerous. And that's what, you know, uh, that last guy, Van Vanata or whatever, yeah. uh, he did well and didn't work out for him and same with Duffy. But and then you're gonna look at some of the you know, some of the guys that have beat him, Najra that just came forward. I've trained with Najra, he's a beast as well, but he just fought smarter against uh, Mark and then close as well. Um Close pressure done, you know. I think it went to the ground uh, at some points as well. So, like everybody, obviously there's some uh, some holes in the game, and I believe that I've got the style to be able to beat Mark um, pretty easily. But obviously, I'm, I'm ho- hopefully my knee gets better. I'm, I'm hoping this isn't the last of me, but um, hopefully my knee gets fixed and that fight happens at some point. So I can kind of show everybody that um, that I'm better. Well, put it this way, just like yourself, I really do hope that, you know, you do get some good news in the coming weeks. It would be sad to see you actually, you know, um, go out in this way. But, you know, ultimately, I'm also thinking that you've also got a lot to give back to the sport if it does actually end up in that situation. But, you know, I'm hoping for the best. And I really do hope that, you know, you do get some good news in the coming weeks. Thanks, mate. Me too. Just a, it's just a waiting game. That's the frustrating part now. You know, I have to wait on this visa. Then, you know, it's just like, wait, 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 which is depressing as hell. But I'll just try and keep ticking over. I'll do my, my one training session and then take my few days off the now and just kind of try keep ticking over until hopefully my knee gets sorted. And if no, then I'll need to retire probably and get a knee replacement and just be an old, crippled, very old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but obviously somebody who is, will be giving back to the sport by way of coaching and uh, even management. So, you know, it's not it's not over for you if it does actually end up. But let's keep it positive. Let's Let's, you know, assume that there will be some good news in the coming weeks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, try and stay positive, get my knee sorted and then get back to the fight game. Beat some other people up. Finally, the man stepping in to replace Ray, Jai Herbert, talks to me about what promises to be an even better bout when he faces Mark DKZ on the 21st of March at UFC London. Well, I'm guessing that uh, now, Jai, you can actually cast off the... Uh, it's a construction you're in at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, well, I was in, yeah, yeah, scaffolder, uh, scaff yeah. Uh, not anymore, though. 
So just talk me through the conversation that happened with you and uh, the uh, scaffolding firm. Did you just basically um, sit the manager down and um, just talk me through that, that conversation? <laughs> sitting down, no, I didn't sit down. I was basically, I was on site, like, and um, uh, I see my gaffer, and I said, I, like, but basically, I'm looking off to the, the, the gaffer I was working for. He's got, um, his son's actually on the GB boxing um, team squad. So, like, when I explain the situation to him, like, obviously, he understands um, the importance of, you know, the, um, the fighting and, like, you know, training camps and everything. So, I told him that I'm leaving, like, he was, he was fine about it. So, um, yeah, basically, I just said, look, I've got, I got to leave and that because I got, um, you know, signed to the UFC and he was like, oh, yeah, oh, oh wicked man, give it your all. And that, that was that was the conversation, really. And then I just left the same day. Well, that's amazing. And congratulations on your new assignment. I mean, speaking of your assignment, before we um, we talk all things Mark Diakese, I cast my mind back uh, several years back and... Um, I suppose it was a little bit of an acrimonious split, but the previous promotion that you were signed with um, a while back, Bama, determined at the time that you weren't really a hot commodity, you weren't really a ticket seller. How um, do you feel now, looking back on that misjudgment to where you are now? I mean, how does that make you feel? Um, yeah, to be honest with you, I haven't been in exactly like a few years ago now, so I'm not really like... I ain't, too, I ain't really thought about it too much. Like you know, anyway, I always believed in myself. Always knew I was gonna get to the top. I wasn't bothered like whoever didn't believe in me. What um, you know, what companies didn't believe in me. Um, these these promotions. I always knew I wasn't get to the top in any way. And then obviously like Cage always came and, and they um they signed me up. And, and I, I knew that was the best path to the UFC anyway. So you know, it's proven they've had like you know some of the best MMA fighters ever to um have come from their show and. I signed with them and I was, you know, I'm, I'm here now, I'm signed to the UFC, so it's all good. I mean, just on that signing, obviously, you are now um, on quite a win streak. You're on, um, what is it, a, a nine-fight win streak now, right? Um, oh, for, I think it's six or seven, I think it's fight win streak, yeah. Right. I mean, just on that, um, I know, you know, I want to keep this as positive as possible, but just looking back on, I think it's the sole loss on your record. Um, yeah. Just looking back on that loss, just first of all, talk us through the mindset of, you know, when you sustain that loss. And um, we're obviously looking at a different Jai Herbert now, but just talk us through that loss to Reese McKee. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, that was actually for um the Bama Lonsdale lightweight title that was um, yeah yeah like you know it was it was a it was a, as you'd say devastating loss but after I lost I was like you know I wasn't down about it like I just thought yeah I'll, I'll just get back on the horse in it and like keep going because I knew I was like I knew I was destined to um, go all the way to the top I just thought I, 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 I took the loss you know um, I, I learnt from it I watched you know I watched the fight back seen what mistakes I made and I rectified my mistakes and I just just went I just it made me even more determined to get to the top to be honest with you so yeah that's what I did I just carried on didn't like you know take it as take it well it was negative I know it was but I didn't I took I just thought you know what I'm just going to do it man I'm just going to still still going to carry on and that's what I've done and you've carried on with um, with Flourish. It's been incredible yeah. watching your journey. I mean, one of the things which um, kind of made me or, or give me pause for thought in that, um, I mean, again, just looking back on your journey, 
How difficult or how hard a road was it to actually juggle the job of scaffolding and actually compete? And obviously, you're, you're also a father as well, right? Um, yeah, I've got a son, on, a son on the way. Yeah, I've got a stepdaughter, but um, yeah, yeah, because I've got a son on the way. So yeah, I've, um, I've got family. Like I said, it's been really hard. Yeah, you know, but I, I've just, I, like I say, you've got to pay the bills, haven't you? Yeah, so I've got to work. Um, you know, I haven't been lucky enough to have loads of sponsors who have been able to, you know, help me without without going to work. I've had to come up, I've done it the hard way, you know what I mean? And um, I'm glad I've done it the hard way, to be fair. It's, it's, it's it hardened me, if you know what I mean. It's made it's made me um how can I say? It's made me more more like, you know, uh, more determined in life and you know, I'm, I'm not I don't I haven't took the easy view of it the hard way and I've you know, it's made it's made me a stronger person. One of the things just moving forward now, looking at your matchup with Mark Diakese, um, which crossed my mind was you know when um you were signed, was it the signing that came first or was it the offer of the bout that came first? I mean, how, in terms of chronology, how, how did they actually land in front of you? Oh, yeah, yeah, because a, a, a lot of people would probably be thinking this. Yeah, so um, it was about two or three weeks ago. Actually, um, yeah, I got signed to UFC and I was told, yeah, they wanted me. Um, my manager rang me up and he told me. Um, and then I think it was about a week, so I was already signed and I sent the paperwork through. Um, I signed that, and then I think it was last weekend I was offered the um, like my mate said, "Do you want to fight in London?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And he says, "I said, who's it against?" He said, "DK." So I went, "Oh, it's sweet, yeah, yeah." So I'm not always, um, I just speak to Tom about it. Breeze, my coach, and Tom was like, "Yeah, take that hundred percent." Like, even though you know, we always take any fight that's given to us anyway. You know what I mean? Um, you got to, if you want to be the best, you got to fight, fight the best. You know what I mean? You can't be skirting people or anything. I've never done that in my career, and I never will. Um, so yeah, that's how it came about. Obviously, I was signed signed before taking the fight with uh, with Mark. So yeah, so it went. Right. So just for clarification, you're not a last minute standing. You're not a last minute sign up uh, because of the dropout. Just just for clarity, you were signed on your own merit. Yeah, I was signed on my own merit. Yeah, um, like I said, yeah, um, he was over in the states and he's um, doing like, doing stuff business, and he had a meeting with the UFC guys, and they were like. Yeah, we'll have him. We want him in, like so. Yeah, they took they took me in, and then boom. The next week, there was like Stevie Ray dropped out. I was like, oh, just and they asked me, and I was like, yeah, yeah. So I jumped in. So just on that matchup now, um, I can hear in your voice there is a, a certain excitement, there is a certain uh, hunger waiting to actually uh, start the process in terms of obviously um, the camp has started. But just going through your mind, when when you actually. Um, assessing Mark as a fighter. I mean, this is obviously someone that you're taking very, very seriously, but just your opinion of, of Mark um, as, a, as an opponent, just a little bit of expansion on that. I wouldn't mind like hearing your view on him. Yeah, yeah, fine. Um, yeah, Mark's, you know, he's a very dangerous point. He's, um, uh, he's, he's very good. Like I said, I've, I, was, I was on Bama when he was on Bama, so I've like, you know, I've seen Mark for, um, you know, I've seen him for a lot of few times, you know what I mean? I know about Mark. Um, yeah, he's a really good fighter. It's, um, it's exciting, you know what I mean? They've got going now these these guys, man. That's that's what I want. Um, he's good at he's a good athlete. He's everything, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a good he's a good striker like myself. So it's going to be a great matchup. So I'm excited for it, man. So, good. so I have to say, in terms of um, 
tool sets and in terms of skill sets. Um, you mentioned striking there, but we all know that you're um, well, quite well-rounded. Are you prepared to say now that it will be a striking battle? You're going to meet Mark in the middle of the octagon and it is going to be a stand-up war. <coughs> I, I, can't, I can't see it being, um, being on the matter or anything, mate. But yeah, um, and um, yeah, stand up. I wouldn't say a stand up war because I, I always got to, you know what I mean? I'm a clever fighter. I don't go in there and start warring with people. I'm looking to pick people pick people off and um, get hit and not get hit. That's, what the, that's the art of fighting. So that's what I'll be doing. One of the things I'm quite keen to get your feedback on, I interviewed Mark, as you probably would have seen from the lineup of this week's show. And one of the things I put to him, um, I do tend to give Mark uh, an extra hard time, only because I feel like I get on with him quite well and I can be quite candid with him. But one of the things yeah. I was keen to impress upon him was, look, the camp that Jai Herbert is with, you know, he's got Fabian Edwards in it. It's got... Leon Edwards in it. It's also got Tom Breeze. I mean, if you could put together a, a hit squad, it would have those guys in it. I mean, how do you feel about going up against someone like Jai who has that to fall back on? And his report, well, his return to me was, or his retort to me was, look, a lot happens in training camp. A lot happens when you're actually in prep f for the fight. But ultimately, they're not going to be in there um, with you. Just in terms of the calibre and just in terms of the backing that you've got and what Mark has actually responded in saying, I mean, what's your response? Uh, to be honest, man, he's 100% um, he's right, isn't he? You know what I mean? He's in the end of the day, it's, um, it's only you in the cage, you and the other guy to fight. But obviously these guys have brought me on, brought me on, um, you know, tenfold. I've, I've, um, I've been proved a lot with these guys, like trained with these guys day in, day out. Um, you know, it's 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 priceless at the end of the day. It's priceless, man. And I'm just um, I'm so happy that I made the move to Renegade. To be honest, and training with these guys just it's just brought me on. Like you, you wouldn't understand. But yeah, yeah, look, yeah. You know, I can't at least at the end of the day, he's right. You get me when he, when it's only you two in there. You get me, and that's what that's that's how it goes. And I'm I'll get in there with any man. And that's how that's how that's how it is. And you know. There was a two-part answer to what effectively was a two-part question. I talked to him yeah. and he spoke quite um, candidly about levels. He was determined to show you that there are different levels to the UFC and the regional circuit. I mean, how, how um, receptive are you to that as, you know, um, well, friendly advice? Yeah, I understand that uh, the UFC is a big level, but I've been... I've been fighting world class opponents. I fought his, um, you know, his teammate Jack Grant, and uh, you know, you've seen how that fight went. Yeah. So, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm on, I'm on, the, I'm on the top, I'm on the top level, man. I'm world class, you know. I'm going, right, I'm going all the way to the top. So, yeah, man, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, you know what I mean? We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm fully prepared. I'm fully prepared to step up to this, uh, this, this level of competition in the UFC. My last few fights have been, you know. I, I think they've been, and a lot of people agree that they've been UFC level fights anyway. So, yeah, I'm more, I'm more than prepared. You know what I mean? I've made, the, I've made the fight in my last three fights, four fights, so I've made them look easy. So, yeah, I'm all good. Mark, for a long time, was seen as the European prospect. He was seen as the guy who was flashy, who was charismatic, who, you know, was quite, um, well, um, audacious in his in his style. Now, basically, he's no longer the prospect. He is, you know, to a certain extent, the veteran. How do you see it, like, going in there as the prospect against 
Mark, who's now the veteran? Um, I don't really, I don't really see is that. I don't really see is. I look at it like that. I'm just going in against another opponent. It's just another opponent. And then the day, the way I look at it is, is you're going in against yourself. You know what I mean? It's all about yourself in it. You like you're not, you know, not making mistakes. In the, the day, if I put it, if I put it all together on that night, on that day, then I'm like no one's going to stop me. So that's why I see. It. So I don't see it as I'm going against a veteran or prospect or against anyone. You know what I mean? It's I'm going against myself. That's all okay. Just finally, just one final question. Um, I asked him how he sees the fight actually ending up, and as you probably would imagine, he's obviously going in for a finish. Just in your mind's eye, um, I, I take it that in a similar fashion you're looking to make a spectacular debut but in your mind's eye I take it that you you've played it out maybe a thousand times how this will actually transpire how do you see this actually playing out in your mind's eye well yeah look, I'm always going in there for the finish and that's that's what I'll be going in there to do going for the finish you know um I'll keep I'll stay uh, composed I'll go in there you know, work my, work my good footwork, work my jab and everything, get everything going. I look, I look, to, um, look to let it go, man. Let, look to let that right hand go, that left hook go. Whatever's there, I'm going for it, mate. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going. I'm going for the finish. And, and that's, what, um, that's what I'm looking to get. That's what I will be getting. That about wraps up this episode of The Wokecast. You can join me via Twitter to discuss any of the talking points. I can be found at Mike. TV. She'll be back in the next few days. Until then, make some trouble.